I'm Marissa Donnelly, host of the Vulnerability Podcast, a podcast series focused on being vulnerable, being emotional, being deep, and talking about topics that people often shy away from. In this podcast series, you'll see stories of faith, hope, inspiration, darkness, frustration, and everything that really challenges us to speak to our human experience and to do so in shedding our skins and being vulnerable. Welcome back to the Vulnerability Podcast. I'm Marissa Donnelly, and I'm so excited to have a a human I just love and adore back from the dead. Just kidding. But back from a long time apart, Abraham Lopez. He was on the show with me at the very start, consistently loved having him be a part of this. Life got crazy for everyone, and I'm just super excited to have him back. And Today, we're going to talk about loneliness, especially in the light of all the crazy and frustrating things going on. So, Abe, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me, and thank you for everyone out there listening. It's been <laughs> a while. Let's just start by catching up. What, what's something new that's happened in your life? Well, I mean, in the last couple of weeks, uh, and, I, and this is going to tie in a lot, I think, with the, the topic at hand today. I think it, it came as a shock for all of us when things started closing down. Myself being an extrovert, I didn't, I didn't know how to just stop seeing people um, when things closed down. And basically, you had to restructure your whole social life. So when that happened, I just kind of hit a bit of a blip. And I think the last couple of weeks, really, um, if anything, the last like, couple of months have been me just trying to find uh, that balance and Honestly, I just think it's think I think it has a lot to do with like the mental health aspect too because it did take a tumble. Like my mental health really relied solely on spending time with people. It was something that gave me life and still does. Um, but it just became something that when I stopped doing that, I needed to find a way to to cope and to kind of balance myself out. And so this last, these last couple of months, among all other things, that's probably been one of the biggest things I have had going on is me, myself, just trying to really figure out how to do that and, and spending time with, you know, Abraham and just trying to find that peace and, and not letting my anxiety or anything kind of build up in this time because it's very, very easy to, um, but that's pretty much the heart of it. Yeah. Besides that, I think um, my I'm very, very excited because um, just of with everything that's been happening, I know that a lot of people are out of work, but because I work in the medical field, I'm very thankful um, that we're considered essential personnel. Uh, so I'm very, very thankful for that every single day. And it's, it's pretty great to know that um, my company is actually, actually helping in terms of um, with the COVID relief, you know, people are working tirelessly. Um, day and night just really it just it, it, it leaves me in awe and it really just helps me see humanity unite you know I just want to applaud you for your honesty you started off by just saying how you know this all came as a shock and I feel like yeah it really did for a lot of people because none of us really knew the extent of how serious things were and then it almost just kind of became this big ripple effect of, oh my gosh, everything's closing. Oh my gosh, life is changing. Oh my gosh, this is the new normal and we have to figure out how to navigate it. So I just appreciate you being really forthcoming with the whole aspect of mental health, because I think that's really one of the hardest things about this time right now is like, you know, we, 
we go through change and we can kind of make adjustments, right? You know, okay, kids are home, there's no school, I can try mm-hmm. to teach them. Um, you know, work is from home, or maybe I'm still going to work and I have to wear a mask, like, okay, weird, hard, difficult, but I can kind of adjust. Maybe even finances, you know, like, and I'm not trying to diminish the seriousness, but to some extent, we can kind of make adjustments. But in the area of mental health, it's not like that. You can't just be like, okay, cool, like, I'm great, let's keep going. You know, it really takes a toll on our day-to-day everything. Yeah, it really, really does. Um, and I'm glad that you're saying that because it's it's something I feel like more, a lot of people are feeling, but it's not really something that's talked about, um, it, especially on social media. It's very, this. it's very, it's definitely a trending thing to see how people are using their time creatively and, um, you know, and just like reading a book or people actually doing fun stuff with their family. But a lot of there are people out there that like live alone. There are people out there that um, don't have the best living situation. So they're not really in that time, in that place to kind of find something to do really. Cause for them, it's like, not, they don't really want to be home if that makes sense. So I think that it's definitely something that can affect your mental health. If you're not one of those people that, that can just kind of motivate themselves, you know, that, yeah. I mean, I personally felt like by having the people around me, my, you know, my family and my friends, just having those people around me, just having them support me and having them be with me every single day. It's not even a matter of work that we would talk about the things that I'm doing every time we would meet up. It's just a matter of, Hey, I got to spend time with you and we got to be human together basically and just live life it just encourages me and makes me feel like oh my gosh like you know like it always reminds me that the world is such a bigger place than I I will ever understand because people are so different and they vary from culture to culture and demographic to demographic it's just amazing to see so when you take that all away in in like a weekend it, it becomes very difficult to motivate yourself at least for me personally I didn't have any motivation to want to read a book, to want to work out, to want to do all these things. And it's crazy because now would be the perfect time for me to get like jacked. But I just, I I feel like on certain days I was definitely just feeling way more of a wet blanket feeling over myself than a feeling of, yeah, let's, let's, let's pick something up, you know? Um, That's just from where I'm coming from. I mean, I can't speak to everybody, but I'm just speaking on my experience personally. No, and that's great because, I mean, I've seen it too on social media where there's a lot of different perspectives. I mean, I've seen a lot of posts about, you know, take time to rest and take time to do things that make you feel happy amidst, you know, a pandemic and stressful situation. But even that, you know, you make a great point. It's wonderful if you can take a break and just relax. But what if you're in an environment that doesn't support that or that is toxic or unhealthy or just you know, you don't feel like you can be yourself or you're alone. I mean, all of those things, you know, there's this great, oh, you know, idealist mentality of, oh yeah, I'm, I can just sit here and, and color. I can just sit here and, you know, paint. Yeah. But I mean, if you live alone, like finding the motivation to do something like that, even if it is pure and simple in theory, if you live alone, you don't have anybody that's like rallying next to you being like, yeah, you know, take a few minutes to do that. I'll clean the dishes. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. there's, there's an element to, to truth when you talked about being extroverted that I think is really important to share. It's really hard when you're by yourself or when you feel isolated to like get back into your 
normal headspace. And that's not a bad thing. I mean, that's not wrong. Like it, it's a very human thing. Yeah. Um, I, it's weird because I had almost gotten the, into the routine of, I mean, you knew my routine um, and you didn't even speak to me every single day. It was me wake up, go to work and then go to my favorite coffee shop ever. And then just wait out traffic there and then go home or go for, go to the gym. Like mm-hmm. I had set this schedule for myself that I never really planned even on setting. It just happened every single day out of habit. And yeah. so I started doing that. And, and then, you know, when it just stopped all of a sudden, it almost seemed as though I had all the time in the world, but no, no idea what I would do with it. I always complained that I never had enough time to do things. It's weird. I always complained. I was always like, you know what, like, I have to do this, this and that. And I always kind of prided myself on being busy and having plans. Mm-hmm. But I can relate. I, I can relate. <laughs> but, but I also always told myself, man, if only I finally have the time or if only I finally have the money and I save up to do this, this and that, then I'll do it right away. But then everything shut down and I was at home and I have all the time in the world to do what it is that I want. And, but the thing is now I have no motivation to do it. You know, um, it's just weird. It's a weird um, paradox that you find yourself in. And it's, 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 it's to tell you something, Marissa, it, it's something I haven't, I have barely, barely within the last, I would say about week or two have gotten out of, and that says something for how long we've been in this. So I've been in that state for that long, honestly. <laughs> well, and I mean, again, like, I just want to commend you for sharing that because, you know, we don't want to share those pieces, right? We want to put on social media like, oh, yeah, you know, relaxing over quarantine or spending time with family, feeling great. You know, we don't want to be like, hey, actually, I'm I'm struggling. And then I think it also, like, we don't want to make it seem like we're having a hard time when there's other people who may have it worse, right? So there's exactly. this weird place where we exist where it's like we're not being truthful about our emotions because we feel guilty for having them. And that's just wrong. It is definitely weird because my mentality was literally just there are people out there that have it far worse than you. The only thing they're asking you to do is stay home. Why can't you do that? So it was literally just your my your own mind starting to kind of turn on you you know so you're just you're left with not being able to do anything because you're kind of becoming your own worst enemy at that point you know and you know it's really ironic there's probably so many other people who feel the exact same way as you and we're all kind of hiding those emotions from one another because we're like oh well I don't want to I don't want to be transparent about that that's embarrassing that's it's stupid or you know whatever we're all our own worst enemies but realistically we're all fighting our own battles of varying degrees, you know, and to somebody it might seem insignificant that, you know, oh, you're having a hard time staying home. Oh, well, you know, I have, you know, the virus. And of course, then when you you put those side by side, it's like, oh, well, okay, like my, my pain is not that valid, but it is valid. I mean, everybody's struggling with this in different ways. And it's just, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay to feel whatever you're feeling. Like you have to give ourselves permission to feel it, even if it feels yeah. like, oh, this is stupid. Yeah. I really like that you, that you made that point of um, even putting yourself side to side with somebody who actually has it because you're, you're, you almost feel guilty for having those emotions because you, aside from seeing all these wonderful stay at home things that people are doing, you also have a parallel of people coming out with arguments against 
staying home and then arguments for staying home, such as people who have actually had it, you know? And so when you see the magnitude on their perspective of what this is doing to people's lives, you start to almost feel guilty for having those emotions. Cause you're like, man, like I want to, at least me personally, you're just like, I want to do more, but all they're asking me to do is stay home. But now I'm complaining about that. So you're just like piling stuff on top of yourself, you know, and you're yeah. not building yourself up whatsoever. You're just kind of having those emotions. And instead of, instead of actively wanting to move out of it, you're almost paralyzed to the feeling of, man, I, I genuinely can't do anything right now because um, I feel guilty for wanting to to go out. And then you feel almost guilty as well for, for, for just everything. It just, it piles on top of itself and it becomes this vicious cycle of not knowing what to do. And on top of that, you still don't have that motivation. So it's just every single day. It's not just a matter of staying home. It's a matter of waking up every single day and realizing that you're not living the life that you once were and you kind of have to come to terms with that and it's just it's been a point that's been made by people too that after this is even over like there things are going to be different and i i believe that 100 percent. you know i don't know what that means but yeah. i know for sure they're not going to go back to being the way they were and yeah and you hear a lot of people being obviously like you know, oh, when this is over, you know, we're going to be so much thankful for what we have and stuff. And, you know, I feel like everybody's in that place right now, but it only really sticks if you make it stick and you change the way that you are living your life after the, after it, in, afterwards, you know, um, I don't mean in terms of like what you're doing, but I mean, in terms of just how you look at certain things, I used to look at certain things that I was dealing with um, on a regular basis as the worst thing in the world when in reality now I look back at it and I'm just like that is something I could have shrugged off yeah I've actually I feel like I've had the biggest revelation about relationships and being intentional because before all of this you know regular life I was very busy and you know driven by different things I had on my schedule and I think the biggest difference that I've experienced and like the biggest lesson in that difference is realizing like my quote prior life was a lot of you know going to this meeting and then going to this coffee day and then speaking to this client and then you know having a phone call and then oh I'm going to happy hour with these friends today and then oh I have a dinner so I was just like always moving and going to different places and like the extrovert nature of me it's like I, I loved that right I was thriving on that um, just mm -hmm. like you said you were and then when this all shifted it really made me actually like take a step back and realize how much I was emptying my cup by always like going and doing all of these things. It was taking like so much of my energy away from like things that I didn't even know it was taking away from, if that makes any sense. Like I was always going out to these different places and like busying myself to the point that I didn't really make time for me and didn't really make time for certain tasks on my to-do list or certain friendships, mm. you know, like even yeah. between like you and I, like our friendship, I feel like it was so hard for me to make intentional time because I just like had different things filling my calendar. And it was like, Oh, shoot, yeah. <laughs> you know, like I haven't seen this friend. I need to like reach out to that person. But it was always like trying to juggle where it could fit in a schedule that was so full. And then when this pandemic happened, like, 
I really reflected on how like physically busy my schedule was. Like my schedule is still busy. Like that's just my nature. And I like, I'm accepting that and like excited Mm -hmm. about that. But I've also learned the value of like, okay, I'm going to be really intentional about reaching out to this person, checking in, scheduling a phone call, like, you know, doing a Zoom happy hour with friends, like not Mm -hmm. letting my schedule get so busy that I don't have time to like play a board game with my, my boyfriend and his son, you know? So that's Mm -hmm. been, that's been big for me to just like sit with that and be like, I need to be really intentional virtually and in person and show up for the people who need me and let them show up for me as well in ways that I didn't do before. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's really interesting of a point to make actually. One thing I do want to hold close to myself is when this stuff blows over, whenever it does, I want to hold true to those values I've been holding to now in terms of finances, in terms of like how I'm going to treat my money and what I determine something worth spending on as opposed to what I don't really being aware of yourself and why it is you're spending on what you're spending on. So I tried to apply that to, to like the, the things that I'm kind of feeling. Um, it's been, it's been a really cool thing because though I have been, the world has been going through all this. It's been great because, you know, technologically we're probably the most advanced that we've ever been. So we can definitely keep in touch with each other. And when you do that, it's cool because, you know, you get to talk to people and, you know, you get to get pretty introspective with people. So Mm -hmm. it's cool because we get to do things like this. And when you do things like this, it, it, it just really, I don't know how to put it. It just really, it helps a ton. It's like, um, like a conscious, I don't know, like a conscious awareness and then a conscious choice to invest in other people. Like, going back to what I was saying about like my busy schedule prior to this, like now when I can only meet with people virtually, except for like my immediate household, it's like made me realize how I can be like consciously a, a person that invests in others. Like for example, something that I've been doing live video on Facebook every Saturday morning at 7am Pacific time. And it's just like a virtual coffee date. And I literally just, connect with whoever's online and just we go back and forth and talk about like the struggles of the week like the high points like how we're feeling how we're processing like I just share thoughts on you know how to be positive without toxic positivity how to encourage each other and it's just like disconnecting from like the noise of technology and social media and all of that but like a purposeful recentering and being present and conscious with people and it's been really it's been really powerful. No, that sounds awesome, actually. What do you miss the most about regular non-COVID-19 life? Like, what, what's that, what is that for you? There's little things that I miss, but then there's also little things that I've come to appreciate so much more right now. Um, just because it's like, like, for example, I mean, I miss coffee dates, right? And I miss oh. the, the atmosphere of being like, in different places and because working primarily from home it's like I kind of bounce around to different places so I miss that atmosphere of like being by myself but like outside or like in a space where other people are working and I'm just like boom okay you know like just working really hard so I miss those things but what I've really had a new appreciation for two things being able to actually three things okay 
the biggest things that I've come to appreciate are having more time to like intentionally make meals. So like before it was always like, oh shoot, what am I making for dinner? Like, oh, I'm so stressed out. I wish I had more time. Like I was just always like running around. And now I'm like, oh, I can think about what I want to make for dinner right now. It's like a calming, relaxing, fun moment of I'm going to take my time and make something creative and like make this as a gift to my family. <laughs> like, yeah. so that's been really nice. And that's such a little thing. And also just the intentional time with like my boyfriend's son, because we're home all day, every day together, you know, navigating school and, and life and work. And it's just, ah, but it's also really rewarding because we get to sit down and like do schoolwork together, like just him and I, and then we get to have lunch together, just him and I, and then we're playing football in the yard, just him and I, and then I'm yelling at him to get off his video games, just him and I. <laughs> so that's in like another really great thing. And dogs. Like I love my dog, but now that I'm like home with him 24 seven, I'm like, bro, I love you. I like, won't, I won't leave him alone. I don't know. Just little things that I'm like, okay, this, this time sucks. Like there's no doubt about that. Again, Mm -hmm. not trying to diminish anybody's struggles or pain because we are all going through it and some people are really going through it. So just honoring that for a second, but there's also things we can appreciate. And I just appreciate those little things. Oh, I couldn't agree with you more. And I like to entertain the idea that all animals love their humans equally. However, I feel like my cat hates me and doesn't like me very much. <laughs> and he doesn't like the fact that I'm home that often because my dad and I have been spending more time at home. And he's looking at us every single day. Like, And keep in mind, I'm still working. So I still spend, I give him his personal time. Like the way he looks at us now, I think it's the look that you would give a server when they tell you that they're out of your favorite drink like it's that look like it's a oh look gosh. of you're not gonna you're not gonna take action and physically hurt me but you're gonna like just dog me down like you're gonna just look at me and like with that stare of hate you know it is what it is I knew what I was signing up for when I got a cat but you know there's gonna come a day when I get a dog and he's gonna he's gonna think twice He's going to be like, oh, I should have paid attention to them. And it's going to be like, well, you know, easy come, easy go. I'll find someone who appreciates me. <laughs> I do I do like the fact that you brought up the coffee, the coffee dates. Because that, man, that's a big thing for me. I don't know what it is about coffee, but it, it's like prime time for being able to bond with somebody. Like for me, it's like not as intense as going to get drinks, but it's not as personal as getting dinner. It's just like, hey, let's go get coffee. Like it's a good, it's a good middle it's a good casual middle like it's it's a perfect date it's a perfect hangout with a friend it's a perfect everything and you know the cool thing though like just to speak to it for a second like it sucks that we can't physically do that but I think there's a lot of things to be excited about in the way that we can kind of create our own ways to make those meaningful moments so people get creative for sure yeah (laughs) you know like virtual happy hour virtual coffee date phone calls facetime like I think the, I read a post and I I don't remember where I read it, but it was like, we're physically distanced, socially distanced, but we're not emotionally distanced. And Mm. I was like, "Mm, yes, you know, like we're, we're physically apart and, you know, we can't do the same social things or make, you know, those exact same connections, but we can still invest in each other and Mm. we can still care about each other. We can still make this time meaningful and offer one another support 
even when it's hard.